Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got my pants on tight and my shoes on tight and my shirt on tight and my gloves on tight. My hat's on tight and my eyes on tight and my arms on tight and my legs on tight. I got my pants on tight and my shirt on tight and my hat on tight and my gloves on tight. I got my skin on. Busting the monitors right after bat. Guys, Woo. it's Wednesday. Oh, my gosh, I have to mute this now. Guys, it's Wednesday, 8 p.m. It's March 22nd, 2023. And, yeah, I wrote that one down this time because sometimes I forget what fucking day First it is. Oh, now I'm looking red. We've got Dana here tonight, and we've changed out our camera so she's not bright red. That's so exciting. We'll get to that later. Guys, it's been a crazy week. We've been popping, going viral, getting pops, getting tons of views, and getting hardcore views, a lot of views on our content. Really excited, so maybe we've got some new viewers, but probably not because the viewership's very low right now. <laughs> Well, it's it, it takes six minutes to get up to peak viewership. So let's give it up for the six managers, the pre-sixers in the chat right now. 19, Dana, how are they doing? They're doing great. Everybody's pumping and getting ready to be pumping. Everybody's pumping and getting ready to get pumped. And guys, tonight's show is going to be really stellar and in crazy and in crazy. And speaking of that, guys, we've got, let's just right off the bat, talk about the elephant in the room, Dana. We're celebrating 10 years of stellar bodies. Can you tell us about that and show us that gear you've got? Yeah. You 10 know. years of stellar bodies, guys. Tonight is a big night for Dana. Her celebration. Tell us about it. Well, you know how stellar it can be to have a body. Yeah. And you can also know how much a body is stellar. And then when you combine that with 10 years. Right. That's what you get. Yeah, naturally. So that's super exciting. But we've had a great week, guys. Rowers, if you get type in the chat how your week's been. And don't use it. We're not going to use a number scale because we want to really know. So if you guys could pick three words for your week. Why don't you put three words each, uh, how uh, your week was, and I'll go first. Excited, pumping, and super. So Sam, what would be your three words of the week? Cheers, my friend. Yeah! Dana, how about you? Celebrating stellar bodies? That's it. <laughs> That's it! it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so guys, tonight's show is going to be really great. We've got a really crazy and insane and intense and really uh, thrilling and I was going to say threatening <laughs> a group <laughs> of guests tonight. That's going to get us really excited. The show uh, was written very badly. Just kidding, it was written great. The show's really bad, but it's a really good night. A half-assed show, but it is really good, guys. I had no internet all week. Because AT&T came to my neighborhood and snapped a wire of some sort, busted a wire, and I had no internet. So that was really exciting for me. And so I wasn't able to utilize my computer system. I was able to get on my phone and check out some viral video. <laughs> How many days has it been, though? Oh, gosh. I, the web? Oh, it's been four. But I had to check some of my viral videos, of course, on my cellular data device network. But guys, I don't have unlimited data. I'm not made of money. So I'm not getting unlimited data. So I can't, I'm out of data. So I'm sitting at my home reading a book and burning a fire and watching a candle burn. And I'm not using my internet to the show. What I'm just meaning to say is the show sucks ass. But detected. we have an incredible group of guests. Guys, our first guests tonight are German haters. 
Now, we've gone viral this week. We've got, you know, collectively, what, eight, nine million plays on some of our content this yeah, week? Yeah, easily. So, guys, lots of new haters, and not just American-style English-speaking haters, but some German haters speaking German to us, a lot of those. But we've invited each and every one of them to come on the show tonight, squash the beef. Guys, come on. We'll talk about it. That's not all, guys. After that, we've got French haters. So a lot of the French, the Franco, the Franco sphere, like they like to say, the French-speaking world. I'm not necessarily sure that all of these uh, French-speaking people are from France. They could be from French Guiana. They could be from some other, uh, you know, an area that was previously colonial. Canada. They could be French Canadian. I didn't even think about that. Oh my gosh. They could be our neighbors. They to could the be north. our neighbors to the north. So we're gonna have the French haters on. After that, guys, we're gonna have the Dutch haters on. No. Oh. So if you've been to Dutchland. If you understand about Dutchland, they're famous for waffles. And we have a Romer in the ships. Netherlands. We have a Romer in the Dutchland, in Dutchland, aka Netherlands, aka Amsterdam, aka uh, Levy. Uh, Robert Romer. Tulips. They have tulips. So after that, guys, we've got Irish haters. Now St. Patrick's Day happened in between last show and this show, and I'm a little bit Irish. Sam's a little bit Irish. Dana's a little bit Irish. We're all a little bit Irish, so we celebrate St. Patrick's Day in a big way. And we want to bring the Irish haters on coming on tonight to let us have it because we just had fun with our Irish friends. And now we want to see them sort of proverbially kind of kick us in the groin. (laughs) Can I go there? Yeah. (laughs) Did I go there? Yeah. And so after that, we've got haters from the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So, guys, this is a coalition of haters from across the globe who have come together to let us have it, and we're not scared. We're bringing them in the studio to have a civil discussion. What's what do you? What we do you deserve think? it. That's what? all. Yeah. We we got it. we had it's a long time coming, but finally got the attention that warrants hatred and scorn. We're finally getting the hate we deserve. After that, guys, this is big. This is one of the bigger guests that I think we'll probably ever have. One of our idols, someone we look up to. As a uh, comedian and as an entertainer, Jerry Seinfeld is on the program going on after the haters. So we'll get kind of angry at the haters and then he'll make us laugh right afterwards. So Jerry was going to do a classic stand-up set. I said, Jerry, if we bring you on, could you do a classic Jerry Seinfeld uh, stand-up routine? And Jerry said, of course, Doug. Of course I'll give you a a routine, but do you question I said, what's that, Jerry? He said, do you have a brick wall? I said, Jerry, I'll do you one better. I got to put you in front of the yellow curtains and do it the Skeleton Realm style Whoa. way. He said, I got to talk to my agent about that. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do that. And so after some discussion back and forth, we made a deal. Jerry's going to do a classic bit right in front of the yellow curtains, not in front of the traditional red brick that we usually see Seinfeld in front of. We're about to go from talk show to laugh factory. We're about to go from talk show to pop show. Because mm. <laughs> we're about to pop hard and bust. After that, we've got the math buster. Speaking of busting, have you ever been stuck on a problem? A hard calculus issue problem? Maybe you're in high school, maybe you're in college, maybe you're a collegiate math elite. You've been doing some math equations. They're tough. They get hard and you don't know the answer. Well, the math busters come in with a hammer, a jack saw, and a couple circular saws and a jackhammer, and they just jackhammer that desk, that book, that computer, they bust it away, and that math equation goes bye-bye. Who's after that? After that is Beef Time Discount Warriors. The Beef Time Discount Warriors, guys, we're not, we're not, uh, we're no strangers to the inflation of food prices these days. You go down and get a T-bone ribeye or a ribeye's flank or a T-flank at the Kroger Publix 
Harris, Peter, wherever you're going, guys, you're spending about $20 or $30 on a fucking steak. Yikes, guys, not with the Beef Time Discount Warriors. If you've got a club of these people, these are the Atlanta Beef Time Discount Warriors. Now, in Atlanta, they work out a deal with each other uh, where they decide... Where are they going to hit? So they go out to the week. They go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And each day they find the biggest discount on meat. And sometimes even going out the back to a dumpster dive, finding that meat, finding that discount meat. Maybe it stinks. Maybe it's old, but it's cheap. And we're going to grab it with them. They're going to be planning their course of action this week. What stores we're going to go to? We're going to hit Whole Foods. Are right, we going to hit Kroger? We're going to hit Publix. We might be getting some hot beef. First word detected. Hey, are you a beef eater? Absolutely. Not. Who's after that? <laughs> Guys, after that, we've got the poop stainer. <laughs> the classic poop stainer we call a PS. Uh, poop stainer is staining with poop. He's producing poop to create streaks, stains on your clothing. If you have white sheets, those might work the best. But he'll come in your bedroom, in your bed, and he's going to stain everything that you own that's white with poop. For an artistic effect, but not just an artistic visual effect, but also what we like to talk about here on Skeleton Realm, what we talk about a lot is artistic smelling, a stench that might be a smell as part of the interactive exhibit. It's the final medium, the final artistic medium that is, the, has an un, un, untouched from here. It hasn't been explored. So the yeah. poop stainer is not only making a Jackson Pollock style poop painting with brown poop, it's he's using eyes. real shit, and he's you're going to look at it, but you're also going to smell it. What the heck is that? Oh, oh my gosh, let's hear that. Very breathy. Very breathy. Up, very, sounds like Britney. Britney Spears. Okay, guys, after that, if that wasn't enough, we got a long list tonight, guys. We've got Nocturnal Davis. Wow. I don't need to say much about him. He's staying up all night, and he's maybe going to be waking up in a second because the sun just went down. Who's after that? After Nocturnal Davis's backstage trainers. The backstage trainers, guys, most theaters, most uh, cinemas, and most talk show sets have backstage trainers. We haven't had any yet. So this is like a dual guest. They're going to be coming on as a guest and interviewing to possibly be our trainers. And what they do is before the show, they stretch our legs really tight, just our legs, Stretching them. Bows. Wow. Slow. Yeah. 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 And they might stretch something else. Our arms and our necks and every which other corner and crevice they might be stretching out to get us ready for the show. After that, we've got Castaway Tom Hanks, the classic Castaway. Now, he spent a lot of time on that island. And we don't know what he got into. We only saw some of it in the documentary. Right. But And then thank God he had a camera with him. Mm-hmm. But Tom Hanks, the original castaway, is going to be here to talk about his experiences on that desert island when his UPS FedEx plane went down. That was FedEx. I think it was a FedEx plane, but Tom had the whole cameras set up, and that was great. I just well, watched that last night. The, the superior packaging conditions of the common FedEx package I mean, can, he, you can find your camera and maybe that's right. the tapes maybe the bubble tape saved the camera so after that uh-huh. we've got the armed service member union safety brigade that's a safety brigade here in atlanta that makes sure that we stay safe who's after that after that is peacemakers peacemakers making peace a lot of people talk about bringing peace to the middle east that's a place where there's been t- traditionally a lot of warfare and a lot of arguing and so they say Who, when are we gonna have peace in the middle east peacemakers might be able to do that 
<laughs> so I'm wondering why our next who's our next guest? Oh, well, that's be, that would be lawmakers. That'd be lawmakers. So lawmakers, guys, maybe you could talk to the peacemakers, get the lawmakers and the peacemakers together and bring world peace. First comes peace, then comes law. That's what they say. And it's after that. Match made in heaven. Scooter Billing Watson, the Bill Daddy. Scooter Billing Watson, the Bill Daddy. Now, Scooter has been a friend of mine for a long time, and he's getting bills. Now, when I knew Scooter about 20 years ago, Scooter was always talking to me about, hey, I'm tired of these bills. These bills are piling up. Why am I the only guy in town getting all the bills? And I used to go, he's just saying that. But I went to his house, then I saw piles 10 foot tall of water bills, gas bills, electric bills, internet bills. I said, Scooter, why are you getting all these bills? He said, I don't know. They're sending me these bills that aren't even mine. But he's turned things around lately. And so now Scooter, he's got his bills under control and he can help you too. And at a small fee, he'll help you get your bills done, daddy. After that, we've got Billboard Victor. If you've been riding down the highway recently, you've seen a man on a billboard. The fun thing about Billboard Victor is every man or woman that you see on a billboard is Victor. Victor dresses up. So now let's say, this is hard. I was explaining this to a friend the other day and they didn't understand this. Now let's say you and I want to get a skeleton realm billboard to advertise a show. And we want me and you up there on that billboard that says, watch at eight, Wednesdays at eight, tune in, have a fun time. And we want our faces. That wouldn't be us. They wouldn't go take our photos and put us on the billboard. They'd take Victor and dress Victor up and he gets prosthetics. He gets the full nine yards in a professional makeup studio and to look like us. Is it some kind of licensing issue? I don't know what the, the law is. That'd be something to ask Victor. But like, let's say you've seen one with a politician on it. You've seen one with an attorney, a local attorney. That's a, that's Victor every time. Oh. So Victor's dressing up and there's one man and that's nationwide. I didn't realize that. I hope it's a lot of work. You know, who's after that is glue handlers. The glue handlers in the state of Georgia. It's illegal to handle glue now from a lot of the, you know, recent news articles we've seen about some of the glue mishaps happening around town and around the state. They've passed the law. Finally, you can't handle your own glue. And some people are upset about that. I say, I say I'm welcoming that because I'm tired of handling my glue. I'll pay 50 bucks to have a guy come over and glue my items. Yeah, it's an old law and it should come back. It should come back. You're right. After that, we've got a 2005 Airbus A380. That's a traditionally a large commercial sized jet. Uh, The Airbus A380, I believe, is a large. That is the first year that that was uh, in operation as well. So that's um, uh, the oldest model of the Airbus A380 that you can see. So we can see some of the original uh, cockpit and exactly how it looked right off the the first prototype. So that'd be cool. Uh, This one, I think, was coming from Chicago. So that'll be cool. We got it taxied from the airport here to the studio, and it's been lifted up and put into our studio. Who's after that? One of the many benefits of living in Atlanta after that, though, is Ergus CEO Reed Smokeman. Ah! If you know about air, if you know about gas, you know about air gas, and you know about Reed Smokeman, the CEO of Air Gas. After that, guys, we've got disturbing puppets. And that was tough for me to even say. (laughs) Guys, we've got disturbing puppets coming on. I I don't even... No, it's not like the ones... That was tough for me to even say. From Dark Crystal, it's it's not not even close. Not even close. Guys, let me say it one more time. Guys, after that, we've got disturbing puppets. I can't even really... I don't have a lot to say about that. (laughs) I think we just got our first super chat, so... Of the Eve. Oh my God! Oh nine, oh one nine says Victor has the billboard market cornered. Ursa Major says I dropped my last 100 nickels, 
Look at that. Nickels into a rusty old rackety antique payment machine at my local Sorms to send this super chat. Get Sam off the show now. <laughs> no can do. Ursa. Guys, after that, we've got noodle suckers. Have you ever been to an Italian restaurant and sucked a noodle? Then guess what? You are a noodle sucker and you are here now. And you are confused if you think you're not because we've got every noodle sucker on earth there. After that, we've got dipped fingerman Stin Railmond. His fingers are dipped in paint and his tips of his fingers are red like that. Look at me, I'm red. And the, my tips have been dipped. It's really cold down here. <laughs> After that, we've got Scourman's Prize Pet the Gooseman. If anybody remembers Scourman's Goosehole, Scourman's Prize number one pet is going to be here, the Gooseman, which is a very elderly style, old classic elderly style goose who ha who is the prototype for most geese. Scourman used that goose to design uh, how he was going to manufacture the geese uh, for North America because we all know that all North American geese come from Scourman's Goose Hall. After that, we've got lazy, unproductive friends from high school who are high on marijuana. So that should be a fun conversation. We like to chat and get silly with some of those guys and girls that we used to know. They're back at it. They haven't aged and they look exactly the same and they're high on marijuana. Classic style like we love. So that'll be fun. Maybe fill the studio up with marijuana smoke. We don't, we don't do illegal activities here. Uh, and that because you know so second hands okay you know who's after that who's after that spaghetti vance keeper of the pasta palace the pasta palace guys we've got spaghetti vance keeper of the pasta palace he's inside the palace right now vance is traditionally a little shy he's traditionally a little upset and gets angry very easily so he's inside the pasta palace right now but who knows maybe later if we knock on the door vance might come out and show us some of his noodles and show us some of his dirty pasta. But what's then, on top of it? What's on top of that is a classic, regular style Orbsman orb. So I didn't know Vance was gonna put that up there, but Vance put a classic orb. He clogged his How home cool with is an that? orb. He clogged his hole with an orb and he lives inside the Pasta Palace, which is a place that uh, if you like yummy stuff, you might wanna check out. <laughs> and after that, we've got Dana the chat mod. On a brand new camera. Wow, guy in the chat, it's been a lovely week. Trash image with a $2 super chat. Sam is my style inspiration. Keep it up, Sam. Thanks. Thank you, Trash. We were remarking before the show how wonderful Trash is. Are these is. for sale still? These are off. Those are off limits. You we'll can't buy them. that. We'll try to replace those, but you can't buy those, guys. You can't buy those. Somebody might have got in right when they went up, but we had to take them down because the supplier ran out of supplies. <laughs> Look at these new Super Chat. Um, I just read that. No, the Look at that phaser saying the Super Chat. How cool is that, guys? If you Super Chat us, you're going to have either phaser, you're going to have Sam, myself, Dana. Yep, who knows? And some other goodies. Some that, rare ones. And too. we've done some rare ones. We've done it like a, a, a random number generator so style. If any of the tech tortured individuals here might understand that. So you don't know what you're going to get. It rolls the dice each time. So if you send it a super chat, there's some ultra rare. If we see an ultra rare, you might be getting a prize. Yeah. You get a <laughs> but refund. You, but Sam and I and Dana and Phaser <laughs> are sort of the more common ones. Is that right, Sam? That would be correct, Douglas. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, we'll wow. get right into it tonight. We're getting really excited and really pumped, and I'm really excited and really pumped, and I'm really excited and really pumped, and we just wanted to say something about, speaking of the community, speaking of speaking of some of our hardcore chatters and some of our hardcore members, who we love so much, 
We wanted to talk about something. We're so darn proud of the goddamn Discord. First word detected. We made it real in our minds as a part of a fantasy. Exactly. And this is funny because this is something that we sort of independently did. Right, Sam? Yeah. I had been making fantasies in my head of the Discord. Uh, now, the, a lot of people talk about the way they picture time, calendars. If you say, I picture a calendar like it. Have you heard this before? What? You heard about this? Have you seen this? People picture calendars, like the calendar year. They picture January, February, March, and they see it in a certain way in their head. Like maybe they see February's blue or something. And they picture it a certain way. Well, the Discord being a virtual world and being a metaphysical world, uh, it necessitates a shortcut rendering in our minds, so to speak, that we necessarily need to create a fantasy about. So what we've done is, and we've talked about is we've created a 3D digital world inside our minds that depicts how we feel and how we see the Discord. So we wanted to go through a little bit of- The channels, yeah. just, there's too many channels. We have, we got the art channel, we got the content channel, the new one about for the tech torture, the whiz kids, you know? But then there's also the editing one, and there's so many that we had to make what's called a mind palace or something like that, uh, as you said, and so- I don't even know. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, for me, when I think of the general, the general chat, I picture three, Huge golden orbs floating and a dark abyss, but it's not a negative dark abyss. It's a dark area of space with extremely illuminated and beautiful bright pink and purple Mimor TV style galaxies behind the three large golden orbs and they're spinning at an insane rate. And I picture that and I see the realmers as smaller orbs inside those orbs bouncing around almost like you'd see electrons in an atomic structure bouncing 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 and when i go into the general to read what's going on to read a message to see something i picture myself putting my hand into one of those large giant golden orbs and grabbing out like a ping pong ball one of those realmers and i look at it first i smell it and then i lick it and i taste it and i can this is so real in my head and so the comment if it's a nasty comment i just me salty uh, if it's somebody saying we love Skeleton Rum Live, and we love watching it every live every Wednesday. I look at it, I go, it tastes like a sweet. And then maybe somebody says something different. They say, I'm so positive, but not about Skeleton Rum Live. I go, it feels like a Glade plug-in. Have you ever said a Glade plug-in? So I have, I have all these sensory feelings and emotions, and they've been built in this fantasy world. So... I have, I basically have a fantasy world for every channel too. That's just the general. Oh yeah, that's it's how you got to be at this point with, yeah. all, with all the activity and the positivity and the activity, the types of activity on there is outlandish. But my favorite is announcements channel. Yeah, that's a great channel. And that just to me, I, I have to picture this kind of three-dimensional image in my mind, which resembles uh, a man's legs dipped in uh, kind of like some kind of molten latex. Yeah. And then he comes up. It's very shiny, and it's only his lower half. And he just kind of rotates around. You can see the bottoms of his feet because they aren't quite landed on the, the ground. They're dangling. And he's been dipped, and now he's shiny, yeah. but he's not dripping. Oh. So that's the key to the announcement channel. If you need to remember how to get there or what we post in the announcements channel. You know what I was going to say that might be kind of interesting, that sort of a way that I frame some of our restricted channels, which you can only have access to on the Patreon. Oh, we've got a super chat. Free drink ticket gave us $10 for the Discord! With a desktop Dave cameo. For the Discord with a desktop Dave style. <laughs> so I was going to say, 
in my head, I picture some of the restricted channels. Some of those channels you can only get to if you get on the Patreon, you give us $5, you can get into some of the VIP restricted channels. Ooh. Now, I have my own vision of the what those uh, digital worlds look like in my head, but I also keep a vision in my head of what those channels might appear to look like to someone who isn't on the Patreon. Mm. What we call white names in the Discord, that's because their usernames are white, they're not colored with an awesome swagger, and that's really lame and it's really pathetic to see. And I think about it from their perspective when they see a restricted channel and i picture three men and i see it in my head very clearly extremely muscular extremely buff powerful armed to the teeth no shirt but a vest no shirt but a security vest with all sorts of ammunition they've got headsets on look like a navy seal massive 10 feet tall ripped as hell and they're standing three in a line like this with arms extended like this And on their hand is written no. And red ink says no. And when a white name goes and clicks, they just chuckle. <laughs> but to someone who's not a white name, somebody who's a painter, guys, I'm seeing Paradise. Paradise Island, talk about Tom Hanks' castaway. I'm seeing that but with an expensive hotel. Martini cocktails to match. Sex mm. on the beach. First word Orange juice and a vodka drink. Maybe a nice, the sun's going down, sunset. Beautiful, beautiful vacationers enjoying a wonderful holiday season and enjoying a beach vacation. That's what you get. Paradise, my friend. Pater's Paradise. Paradise, my friend. That's what's behind anyway. the closed doors. Well, that's good to get out of the way. And so you should. Feels good to get that off my chest. I just needed to get that off my chest. And I am farting tonight. First word detected. I am farting tonight. I knew you would. Oh, and I'm I hoping you're not you smelling it. Right before this show, I had a lot. I, there's something that needs to come out. I told and you I to get stopped. it out. I said, I'm not going to get it out. But, it, but since I didn't do that, we do it playing a shuffling game where the body is just shuffling air and just mm -hmm. pushing the air. And I can push it right there. Yeah. Right into your mouth. Okay, guys. How's the chat doing? Moon says big farts. Bubba D says, let yep. it out, Doug. And I love the encouragement. We love that. Touche for $2 says $2 because Doug, Sam, and Dana are too cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're not He's... so cute. Dana's the cute one here. Give her a hand. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, those are going to go to Dana. <laughs> Look at that blue matching job. Look at that blue popping. Damn, wow. the stellar bodies. We can't believe it. The blue just <laughs> pops against the yellow, Doug. And I like your Fanta hat. Oh, I'm rocking hardcore style with a Fanta style. I saw a can on the ground the other day. This got me excited. I didn't have to reach it. It was empty, but I wanted to get a drop. Okay, guys. So, we're doing a lot of behind-the-scenes content this week, aren't, aren't we, Sam? We? We're talking about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that you as a Realmer, hey, even if you're not on the Patreon, which is very behind-the-scenes, if you give us $5, you can <clears throat> join us for another hour, and that's, that's very behind-the-scends. That's the true um, behind-the-curtain situation, That's isn't true. It? Behind but, the yellow curtain, we like to say. But with our, our, our incessant virality that's broken out in the past week, where we're accumulating so many millions of haters and confused individuals that are right. just bewildered by our content and style, might I add. Right. Well, it's nice to pull back the curtain and say, hey, we're, uh, we're here, and there's, there's a simple reality to we're this. We're here, all. and there's nothing you can do about it. And we want to talk about how, guys, please sniff oh, this comment. Uh... That's from uh, Dan Levine for five dollars. Giant Doug, please sniff this comment. I missed it. Ah, oh, God. I'm sorry, Dan. I let you down, and it's I didn't mean seconds. to do that, Dan. I'll extend it to ten minutes. They come in so fast, and I and I would never want to let Dan down. Dan is somebody who I would never want to let down. I'm sorry. Sorry to Dan Levine. 
So anyway, what were we saying? Guys, we're doing behind the scenes style. We're letting you peek behind the yellow curtain this week. And you don't have to be a pater. If you are a pater, you're gonna get a lot extra. But we wanted to talk about something that people have been begging us to know. They wanna know, what are you looking at from yeah. our perspective? So we wanted to take you, take the camera, so to speak. We're not gonna literally do this, but we wanted to take you back to our position. Have you ever seen the movie Being John Malkovich where he goes inside the head and looks at the eye holes? We want you to do that with us. And we want you to be inside of our heads yeah. and look through what we see to show you guys a perspective. Now, I've seen other shows do this on the news. Sometimes you see a behind the scenes on the local news or maybe on the national news or maybe on the Daily Show do, with they John Daly style. They go, come along, I'll show yeah, you. Yeah, they go like that. We're not going to do that stylistically, but we're proverbially showing you. And we took this photo. I promise this photo was taken moments before we went live. So this is exactly what it looks like, what we're looking at right now. Let's take a look. So let's first of all show you the photo from our view just to get it. This is what we're looking at. So right now, and I can see all of that set up exactly how it was. Nothing's changed. Maybe something, a chair did move a little bit, but that's pretty much what we're looking at. Yeah, more or less. And so we thought, hey, let's break it down. Because we thought, you know, I didn't realize how kind of interesting our studio setup is. A lot of live streams, a lot of shows, they do it one way. And they use certain gear. And this might be boring to somebody who's not tech savvy or into media. But I realized that we do things a little different. We have some different mainstays in the studio that are tried and true, we like to call them, that we keep around to keep us pumped, to keep us excited, to keep us going. That's a little different from the average live streamer. Wouldn't you say so, Sam? Absolutely. You know what? For example, can we give an example? For example, is one is uh, the, the, the door to the doctor's washroom. Yes. So the doctor's washroom is something that we have right included. There. It's a very narrow door. The doctor's washroom is not What's your eye line? Show your eye line when you're looking at the door to the doctor's washroom. So... That's your eyeline. If you see that, Doug is looking at the door to the doctor's washroom. Right. And a lot of people, so just a little bit about the doctor's washroom. Most people don't have one. We decided to go for one. We are aware that it, they do bleed a lot of money. They're expensive. There is a lot of technology involved in setting that up. But to us, look at how happy we are. Wow. Free drink ticket has gifted us three... Whoa. Has gifted five Skeleton Row memberships! Oh my god. I didn't even know there was a present. Did you see that present box pop up? They're always hacking. Ah! Wow. So, I Christmas. just wanted to say, look at how happy we are. And we would be not quite as happy. So it's not about... this. This Keeping a doctor's washroom in the studio is not about uh, making the tech look more slick. It's not about getting more money and revenue. In fact, it's, a, it's the opposite. It's very expensive. It's not about wowing some celebrity to come down and be on the show. Uh-uh. It's, it's not about getting excited. It's about being happy, content, and being happy with what we got. And that's what we, when we go in, when we're in that room and we, right before and we come out, I go in a different man. I come out a different man as I go in every week. And that, to me, makes it so much so much more worth it than just having a hole. We could have just made that a closet. Oh, yeah, we could have <laughs> used it for storage, and you can't ride that expense off either. But, but let's, uh, what's what's that in front? So your eye line back, you showed that eye line before, but there's another down object here right in front right of it. Right there. That's a, It's a massive baby carriage. It's a massive baby carriage. Now, I was going to ask you about this one because I love it i absolutely love seeing that and i love looking at it and uh, some of the best bits i saw in the chat earlier oh skelly hitter give the five members somebody in the chat earlier was saying what's your favorite 
what's your favorite Skeleton Realm segment? Wow. And so they were discussing that, and I was thinking about some of my favorite segments that I've delivered, and I was thinking about the things I was looking at, and guys, I was looking at the carriage for a lot of these segments. Mm -hmm. So somebody said something, I even forgot what the segments, the segment about horses moving into my house, right. I was looking at the carriage. Mm -hmm. The segment about horses going in space with me in a space rocket ship when I brought horses with me, <laughs> I was looking at the carriage. Exactly. So what do you think? Of, I don't know why, why it's there, there and I don't ask. Oh, but no, I wanted to see what you thought. What, why is it there? Do you know? No, I thought you did. But what's yeah. your eyeline? I mean, it's it's a charming object. I'm looking at it right here is where it is. There we go. See? So if you ever see Doug looking like that, you know. So some keen geometrists in the Skellypedia uh, Junior Scholars Program might be able to draw lines and then make a 3D model of the studio. With they my should. eyeball line, be the lasers, laser beams. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know who this is. Okay, guys, this is the big one that sets us apart, is that we have Mr. Carrot. There's only one Mr. Carrot. Now, I told, and I know some famous people. I know a famous guy who does a podcast. And I won't say his name. Joe Rogan. Okay. okay. It's Joe Rogan. But I was talking to him, he was a friend of mine, he was saying, what is your secret about getting some of those incredible smiles and happiness moments, those blasts, we call them happiness blasts, where we go, <laughs> we get so happy. You hear me laughing a lot. It's because Mr. Carrot is down there, he's always brightening my day, he's always chomping down on a carrot, cannibal style, ah! and he's always having so much fun and it makes me so happy. And Joe said, okay, Doug, sign me up. Where do I get Mr. Carrot? Is it, where, where? Name your price. $500,000, we get a we get a Mr. Carrot. I said, dude, it's not that simple, Joe. First of all, there's only one Mr. Carrot. Second of all, he works for me for life. And that's a negotiation that we set forth when he was born. So there's no way around that. So he's and he's not coming to your studio alive. <laughs> yeah. Is one way to put that. Over his dead body and maybe Doug's too. But sure you're Carrot has expressed that he would rather be with Rogan. And he can't be. So sorry, Carrot. <laughs> But there's another fella here. That's, uh, you know who this is. It's Mr. Treeman. Mr. Treeman. Now, Dana and Mr. Treeman have struck up a great friendship. And I knew that would happen when Mr. Treeman started coming around more uh, because he's so fun, but he is very stern. He's very stern and very by the book, by the rules. So, Mr. Treeman, guys, a lot of the time I'm watching Dana take cues from Treeman when she's. Trimming the chat. We call it trimming the chat. Yeah. It's deleting bot comments. Treeman looks over. Hey, hey, there's some bots in there. So Treeman is, is helping us with wires, cables. He's helping us with extending his branches out to help rub against machinery to just rub it. Just keep it warm with his leaf uh, with his leaf ass. And, and show your eyeline for that he one. He works his wood ass. Huh? For the uh for the all, this is called triangulation. Yes. So oh, any Treeman, keen realmer will be able to, uh, for this final one, we gave your eyeline on the previous, but so I'll look at Treeman now. Now you look at Treeman. Now Dana, eyeline Treeman. Perfect. So any good old realmer should be able to use what's called trigonometry, triangulation. Right. They should be able to pull out a full 3D model of the entire studio <laughs> and then chase us down and hurt us. 019 for $5 says Mr. Treeman, a.k.a. the fluid druid. Huh. That was Sounds a guest at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can control F thank the you, master oh, taco. Thank you, 019, for that. The fluid druid that we know and love. All right. That one, Shit. that super Chris chat got a... That got a phaser bubble. That's nice. kind of rare. Just kidding. That's not fucking rare at all. <laughs> Try again.
So anyway, this is going to be fun. So you guys went on a trip. So I was trying to get a hold of you. Your house, the septic tank was exploding. I didn't get it for the show, Doc. Sorry, go on. Uh, shit was exploding First out of your, your pipes. I was trying to First get a hold of you detected. and say, where are you? Your house is flooding. You're in big trouble. Your internet shut down. Right. And where were you? Okay, so we went down uh, this week to Mekon, which was in conjunction with the Macon Cherry Blossom Festival. And I wanted to prepare something and talk about that mostly on Peter's podcast, which you can get on $5. You can watch another hour after this. I wanted to talk about it there because it's a little more off the cuff, kind of a fun event that we went to. Uh, we did it for work for Memore TV, sent us as the representatives, but we also did it for fun because we, we thought it would be fun. They had a number of really great events, but I could not wait to talk about someone that we saw there at the festival. I had to tell everyone, I had to tell it on the regular live stream because it got me so excited and I have not been able to sleep. I haven't slept since we saw him and I haven't washed my hand, I promise. And I, cause the hand that I used to touch him, I did not wash it. Let's give a little uh, hint. Uh, so this is from far away, so, right? Well, let's see it in the in the real time that I saw okay, him. So, so this let's is start the first, with first thing I saw was this. You guys see that there in the crowd? Who is that? Oh, wow. Guess in the chat. If you know who it is, say. Who is that? So you can already tell my heart rate was increasing, increasing, increasing. So we started getting closer. I started to get closer. Wow. Look at that. Some of you guys can already tell. Dan Levine says, Woody? No, not Woody. Come on, you guys know who this is. All right, let's, okay, let's go to the next. So I started to get closer. Saw something interesting here. There he is. Okay, so he got really close to me and he kept going. So, so he got a little bit further away. So go again. Next, next. That's a good loop. There he goes. I started following down the street, and at this point, Dana has happened to basically put her hand over my mouth because I was squeaking. I was squeaking like a little, a little boy with excitement. So she was saying, "Shush, she's gonna hear you. You gotta freak him out." So keep going. And then here's photos. Okay. We got some photos there. So I got a nice candid photo there. I got another one there. And there's someone else there. We know Petals is there. Petals there in the in the middle. We saw Petals. And that was exciting in and of itself. But I already knew Petals was going to be at the event. So I was already kind of ready for Petals. But there he is. Did anybody know? Can anybody guess who this is? Oh, my gosh. Okay, keep going. So there he is getting touched. Let's do it again. Okay. Oh, there he is again. And those bright red sleeves really got me because I've seen him in a lot of different uh, undershirts. He's always wearing his traditional shirt. Oh, that might give you a clue there, guys. All right, guys, next, 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 next. There it is. Mosquito Hunter, there he is. We saw him. We had to get a photo. We flagged him down right next to Dozier Law Firm in downtown Macon, Georgia. How exciting is that? You can see Dana's got the Memore swag on. I promise I've got mine on under the hoodie. It was a little chilly, and I hate myself. You know, I showed this photo to some of the Memore executives, and at first they were like, oh, my God. They were freaking out because I texted them, but when I sent them the picture, they got pissed because I was not showing the Memore TV logo. And they said that would have got 10 million views on Instagram and 10 million likes to match. <laughs> but I said, I forgot it was cool. But guys, we got a picture with the mosquito hunter himself. And Dana, can you speak to what that was like? I know, I'll, you go first. Let me know, what, how, how were you feeling when we met him? I was, uh, first I saw him and I was excited. Mike. Oh, yeah. first I saw oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was excited. Yeah. And then when I met him. Oh, yeah. 
I was pumped. Yeah, you were pumped, right? Yeah. And so, did you notice an odor emitting off of him? Because I did it almost like a mosquito repellent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> so, I think what's built into his body and into his skin is a system that repels mosquitoes. In fact, I haven't checked on this, but I'm pretty sure he's naturally repels the mosquito. And when he comes to the home, he does just rub his body on your on your gear, on your furniture, AKA gear. I call furniture gear. He rubs his body on your furniture and on your walls, on your door handles, and he keeps the mosquitoes away from your home. And I just wish I could have had more time to talk to him because it was real quick. We got the picture and we had to get the heck out of there because he had a whole entourage. He had security and everything. Plastic straw for $2 says, let's see a rare super chat bubble tonight. All right, let's yeah, see what let's you got, see what Plastic. They get. Let's Roll see what the... Plastic roll. Let's Woo! get a drum up from Plastic. Yeah, let's, let's get a drum up from Plastic. Come on, Plastic. Let's Get a drum up well, while we're waiting for that, guys, I was just so excited. Woo! Oh, it's a desktop, Dave. Good work. Well, this is great. Did you get anyway? Did you get one of those bright orange pins? I did not get anything. I was so in shock and so excited. I didn't have any time to do anything. In fact, I didn't want to talk about this live, and I don't think Dane even knows this. I wet my pants. I urinated in my jeans and they were dark, wet, and I was miserable. It was cold and I urinated in my jeans. They were heavy, wet, and it was miserable all day and I was chafing all day. And I didn't want to say anything to make Dana nervous. Yeah. And I didn't want to I didn't want to put my problems on her, so I kept it to myself and I, you know, when we got back to the house, I changed my pants and and that was that, but that just gives you an idea of how excited I was because uh yeah, you're asking me if I got a, an orange pen? I urinate my pants, dude. Personally. Question answered, my friend. <laughs> question asked? Check. Question answered? Double check. Uh, question. Uh, yeah. So, Sam. Yeah. Doing What's a little up? bit of a recap this week now. This is the past week. I think last week our incredible video of you getting to know me as a client, as my attorney, uh, went mega viral. I think now we're at 8 million, almost 7.7.5 million views on that. Everybody's been just raving about your skills as an attorney and your sort of unique style yeah. in getting to know your clients in the interrogation room, right at the source, sort of tricking the client to get them practice, giving me practice to see what it's like when I am gonna be really interrogated so that I'm prepared. Now that's big, everybody's been talking about that, but we thought, wouldn't it be cool to talk about some of the other legal stuff you've been up to because this week, this past week, we've been talking about my case, trying to get myself prepared for my case, and in doing so, we've been reviewing some of your old cases, looking at some of the mistakes you may have made and some of the things you got right to better prepare you and myself for what we're really looking at, what we're getting into when it comes time to really go to court for me. So can exactly. you tell us about, yeah. a bit about that? These are key takeaways. So these are some lessons learned, but also things I would never do differently if I had a chance to redo it. Yeah. Never live in regret. And even if you fail, just do the same thing. Yeah. So let's let's take, for example, um, attorney garb. You know, yeah. for example, I was dressed as a detective because I was role playing as a detective in our what we call discovery phase, where you and I okay. discover each other's bodies and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. In a fake locker room sort of situation which yeah. I, I have installed so what did i do wear a tactical vest in the courtroom so That's this is the previous case that you did exactly yeah. and this is the key takeaway he was uh you know i'm a defense attorney as that's why i was defending you 
he was locked away for God knows how long. But the key takeaway is this, is you don't always have to dress in a suit and tie. Yeah. You know, like they show on TV, that you can wear whatever you want. So I find that tactical, you know, they call it Kevlar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, right. Uh, and, and that kind of thing, this is me making my closing arguments, which was a point of extreme desperation because it was not going well. So I kind of right. turned on what they call, Doug, the waterworks, when I start crying ah. and I start weeping and that kind of thing. So yeah. that's an image of me just going nuts. But that's a good takeaway. So it's it, it, wear what you want, job that you need, wear it. Right. That's the big takeaway. Now, so, now I so when you told me about this case, I went back and looked at some of the media coverage from this case. And one of the big takeaways that I got was, of course, all the media loves to talk about how this was the turning point in the case, which ultimately ended up ha- causing you to lose the case. Wearing this vest, getting on your knees, crying, screaming, that was really what turned it for your client and ultimately found him guilty, which later he was exonerated years later, showed that he was completely innocent. Exactly. But you did lose the case for him. That's what appeals or appellates are for. That's right, exactly. But, and you're sort of stress testing the system in that way, but this was also another type of turning point. It was a turning point in respect from the law enforcement in that courtroom. The bailiff, we're talking about the bailiff, we're talking about court security. They had more respect for you seeing that you're a guy who wears a a security style vest. They go, he's kind of like us. He's security minded. He understands security, understands uh, that kind of gear. And you're playing the long game. Exactly. When you're in the courtroom, you're not there to convince a jury. You're not there to convince the judge. You're there to convince the law enforcement in the courtroom, the bailiff, to like you because when you're going to court every day every day of the week those are the guys you see in the hallway those are the guys if you go into the vending machine you say "Ah, can i borrow a dollar i want to get something out of the vending machine they'll spot you a dollar so you're playing a long game getting to know some of your colleagues there at the courthouse and understanding that that getting in good with them is step one into finally getting raising up the ranks of that court system so i totally respect it's called leverage and like you said it would be awesome if there was a member of law enforcement on the jury for this case. Because, for example, it's not just the Kevlar. It, I was wearing a p- pair of wraparound uh, reflective uh, uh, sunglasses that were very wide. I took them off so the jury could see my waterworks. Yeah. But um, they were also there featured in that. So that's one of the t- key takeaways. Okay. So uh, that wasn't the only case that we reviewed to sort of get us ourselves prepared. What's another one that we looked at, Sam? Oh, well, this one is – this one's – important to try to show status show your own status so i brought my entire orbsman orb collection to the court and um they did not allow it to be admitted as evidence and that's what's funny is that is the da yeah and the collection was so large that it covered the whole courtroom and that's actually the moment when he was objecting say your honor why are these orbs in here Mm he said get these out which ultimately again was a turning point in the case to show that you uh, we're not what, you know, they refer to in the media. Again, the media, just one viewpoint of this, said that you're not in your right mind. He doesn't know what's going on. He's got orbs in the courtroom, but I understand what you were doing there. Exactly. It's it's to show uh, my awesome collection, frankly. But there's yeah. a key thing to learn from this. You should always learn from, I don't think it's a mistake or anything, but you're supposed to uh, show evidence early before the trial starts. You have to show it, and then both sides have to agree on it. So, right. whatever. But Right, which yeah. was a technicality. Exactly. They're just orbs, dude. What's wrong with an orb? So, the uh, yeah. So, but I think that was really cool of you because another thing about being in the court like that and defending a client is it's not about showing the character of the client is cool. It's showing that you're cool. Exactly. It's to show, hey, look at me. I'm the star of the show. I'm the star attorney. I'm the star. You trust me? I have orbs. You trust my client. Look at my orbs. Aren't they cool? Yeah. And that's all you need to do. Exactly. And you you lost that one too, to be clear. 
certainly did. Right. But, but it was, yeah. it's, so the same line of thinking goes for this one. So we've all had, a, you know, what a character witness is. This is a kind of different thing. We, it's this is a way to show that your client, the defendant, is pretty damn cool. He's got because he pretty has a cool, cool attorney with orbs. Oh, uh, oh this and this one. one. Oh, right. Of course, I, I totally didn't see that. <laughs> My client. Yeah, this one's big. Has a large tortoise. How interesting is that? That's quite unusual, wouldn't you say? And also, he's able to care for this large tortoise. That shows that he's a good guy. He cares for the tortoise, and these things are old. Exactly. How old was this one? Oh, who who knows? I think over over one hundred. So years your old, client yeah. presumably has been kept this alive for over a hundred years. I rented it. You can say whatever you want on trial. You don't have to tell the like truth or whatever like right. that. You can say anything in my position. So I got right. to bring this and say he's cared for this for one hundred and ten years. He's had it when it was Which a baby. Which is true. More or less, and 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 the jury was like, "Wow, how, who? When have you ever seen that? That's really cool, and it's really interesting, and I've never seen anything like that." So I'm going to be kind of change my mind about the murder or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and so he, you lost that one too. Absolutely, absolutely. But the final <clears throat> one, I think this one is, um, the, well, this isn't the final one, but this is cool. What so I learned, I like so in the yeah. wake of all of my cases, I learned that I kept seeing the prosecution say words in Latin. And they referenced like philosophy and what they call ad hominems and stuff like that. Right. These, these these philosophical, logical things. So what I did is I went to the library and I got a big Greek a, a Greek book of philosophy stuff. Yeah. But rather than start at the top of the book, I opened it from the back. Ah. Boom. There's my my entire argument was it was Zeno's paradoxes. Yes. So Zeno yes. was this Greek guy, and this is how I displayed. That's a that's my a rendering of me in the courtroom tossing a ball at the judge because this case particularly was my client. He ran headfirst through a convenience store uh, door yes. and shattered it, and he was getting charged with destruction of property and that kind of thing. But I showed I used Zenon's paradox, Zeno's paradox, to to show that he couldn't have done that because just as a ball travels, it must. To get from point A to point B, it has to travel an infinitely divisible number so move, of distances. So right? I've heard this one. Movement is impossible. Exactly. Movement is impossible. And they proved that in ancient Greece, guys. Movement is impossible. So I love your use of the understanding. A lot of people don't realize that. And that's why you need to show that in court with a ball at the judge to show movement's impossible. The ancient Greeks understood the circumference of the earth. They knew the size of the globe. They knew all sorts of stuff. The ancient Greeks built the pyramids. Exactly. And they know that movement is impossible. Movement's not possible. It's just not like happening. space isn't real because if you divide it, space, if you do a line and you keep dividing it in half, you can infinitely divide it in half. So therefore, there's it's infinitely small. So there is no way to move. Movement's impossible. So there's no way that the client could have got through the door. And what was the result of that case? Well, the the ball hit the judge right between the nose, broke his glasses, milk shot out of his nose, and I he dismissed it. And I got in big trouble. There. Oh, okay. But you know, live and learn. But I, I just thought you know you got to throw philosophy and Greek stuff and uh, you know paradoxes or whatever the hell. Yeah. That's the key to right. any case. And so you know, some people might say, Doug, are you nervous having an attorney with a track record of never having won a case even once after trying you know after going to court. Uh, thousands of times and losing every single one. And I say no, because first of all, I trust my friend. And second of all, all that practice I know is gonna pay off. And some of those methods that you use that are unconventional, I know are just a preview of what we're gonna get into during my court case when we're finally gonna show the judge what it's all about exactly. to be innocent. I want to combine all of these approaches into one because I think that if all these were combined, then all the weak spots wouldn't come out. And then there's just one more. This guy, he was being tried for like torture, and I thought, oh, yeah. well, he 
he's not capable of torture. That was my argument. So I let him, I said, here's a few chains. Why don't you torture me? If you're such right. a big torture guy and it hurt like a son of a gun. He, this guy wrapped me up in the chains, it. yanked on my arms, yeah, and nearly ouch. dislocated my shoulder. And, that, and so he did torture you? Yes. And so what was the result of that case? Not good. Well, he's I, right, he's he, found guilty because okay. he demonstrated the very right. crime he was being tried for yeah. in front of the jury on his on? own attorney. Did he get added? They added no, no, on. I didn't you charge didn't him. press charges? No. Okay, I thought that'd it. be a bad idea. You were volunteering yourself, so. Exactly. I was asking for it, quite literally. Well, so that's, that's the update. Attorney check-in. I'm excited. I'm excited. My court case uh, is shortly after episode 50 sometime. Um, not exactly sure on the date. We haven't talked to them about the exact date and time, right? But we know it's kind of around there. It's written down somewhere. Okay, I, just, I won't go out of town. Yeah. Um, just stay. Yeah, well, don't... I'm excited. Guys, I'm excited. How's the chat doing? Woo! Dana, how's the chat doing? Chat's doing great. Everybody's writing comments and oh my gosh. submitting them. Wait, you're telling me roamers are loving and loving to write comments and enjoy our chat? Wait, you're telling me that our chat is a fun place to engage with other roamers during the live stream and have fun? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I believe you. Tuga <laughs> 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 News says, torture is legal while in court. That is true. That's a medieval law that's held over, actually. Okay. Oh, crap. Wait. Uh-oh. Hmm. I knew this might happen. Ah, shoot. Uh. Uh, we, we have no more ideas for segments. Okay, so we talked about this happening when we started the show. I think... 48 episodes. I mean, what is it about eight to ten every show? I mean, we're almost at 500 segments here, and I think that might be it. I thought we would have at least a thousand. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Well, just what if you just think of something? What happened? Think of something yeah, that tra- happened to you. Trash says a phaser isn't here to help, which is true. The fuck? Curse word detected. Um, what you uh, just what you do yesterday or today? You know what? what my, uh, my mom would always say. She'd always say when I was a kid and I was trying to get to sleep. She'd say, "Think about your day starting with this moment and go backwards chronologically, backward in time until you fall asleep." And um, is quite a confusing process. But and so I, I would like you to to, to tr- you do that. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna try something that I've heard has worked for other people. And this is a long shot, and I've kind of been keeping it in my back pocket. Curse word detected. As a Hail Mary. And I think it's our only option right now, but if you scream and push and scream as hard as you can for five to ten seconds, sometimes that will restart your brain. And that will actually restart and you can do another 500. Now we at least know our limit is 500 segments, about. So this will buy us another year. Okay. So will you do that with me? Dana, you have to do it too. Okay. On the count of three, we're gonna scream for a while until we start having an idea. I think we'll know when it'll click the reset. It's like a router. It's like a wireless router. Yeah, plug on, on, plug on. Are you guys ready? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. One. Two, three. 
I got ideas. I got so many ideas flooding into my mind. I got so many ideas. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh. Do you have ideas? Do you have ideas? Here. Oh my god. Okay, okay, we're good. All right, Lindman cleaned our home by himself, guys. This was crazy. Wow. That can they just get a hand? Can we just get a hand? Can they? Lindman did that? We got a super chat from Trash Image during that whole ordeal. I had an actual nightmare that this happened, and now it really is happening. Well, guess what? Nightmares become dreams. Yeah. So now your nightmare's over, and now we can live our, live our dreams. Guys, we're back in business. Let's get some music to celebrate. Yeah. And this is our first uh, segment now. This is segment one of about 500 until we need to probably do that again. But, wow, that reset works, guys. If you're having a writer's block, you're having an issue... Just scream for about 10, 15 seconds, and you will get over it if you have the same kind of brain that we do, and maybe you don't. So this is actually really cool. I'm so glad that this was the first one that popped up, because this just happened. Lindman cleaned our home by himself. Dana and I went away for a while, as we do sometimes. We leave Lindman at home, and he does fine. He can stay at home for four or five hours alone. He usually just takes a nap, pitter-patters around the house, you know, and just hanging out. He doesn't do his business inside, and he's definitely not urinating, defecating in the house. Detected. But he's not usually cleaning the house. But we got back home, and the house was absolutely spotless and incredible. So we just wanted to go through some of the things that Lindman did while we were gone that really blew us away. Well, let's, what's first? Okay, he used the, he vacuumed our clothes. He used the vacuum. Now, first of all, I don't know how he plugged it in. I don't know how he changed the filter, because I noticed the filter had been changed out and emptied. You gotta emptied. get a Dyson, buddy. Yeah, I know. But well, he vacuumed, be... he, he didn't just vacuum, he didn't vacuum anything, actually, except our clothes, which I thought was interesting, because some of my clothes had some dust buildup, so they needed, they kind of needed to be vacuumed, but I'd actually never thought of that. It's kind of an interesting outside-of-the-box style of cleaning that he kind of came up with, which I thought was pretty unique for a, for a canine, for a dog, to be able to come up with something unique like that, vacuuming the clothes. Yeah, it's like dry-cleaning because uh, you don't wet wet them, sort of, right? Yeah, it's like dry cleaning with a, with a wet swagger. Curse word detected. Non-wet swagger. Curse word detected. Oh, that's so good. So he sucked our clothes with a hot vacuum. Curse word detected. Let's get a good boy in the that. chat. Can we get a good boy in the chat? Well, what? I, well, let's run a poll. We haven't done any polls. Let's run a poll. Would you would you allow Lindman to clean your home? Yes or no? Do those options. What yeah, do you think yes about those no. options? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Nice. Okay, so that's not all he did, guys. He folded our laundry uh, perfectly. He wow. folded the clothes perfectly, and he stacked them into long, thin towers throughout the house. Oh. So all the clothes, even the clean clothes that were already folded, were taken out of all the drawers and stacked into pillars around the house. Not one T-tower was toppled? Not one T-tower was toppled. They were all tight and tall. Ooh. And they were clean, and they smelled heavenly. <laughs> What's after that? Go now. He cleaned our ceilings. Oh, now, wow. cleaning the ceilings at my house is not an easy task because my ceilings look like that. That's my ceiling in my living room. Wow. These things are ornate. I live in a 16th, uh, a, a 17th century home. It's called Cofford or something. For a, for it's a, a lot king. of corners. I don't know what it's called, but it's old and it's extremely ornate. So you have to go up there with a small toothbrush usually. And he got every nook and cranny, and that was fucking crazy. What's next? Go next now. He scrubbed the baseboards. Whoa. He ripped up the laminate, the tile, and the hardwood throughout the entire house, and he cleaned the baseboards. 
Now, I didn't even know these were dirty, but when I got home, all the flooring was gone and the baseboards were clean. And I was a little mad because I said, Lindman, I don't care if the baseboards aren't clean. What are you laughing at? Nothing. You tell me a dog did you this? You scare me when you do it. <laughs> Uh, What's no. so funny? Nothing. Nothing. Move on. Okay, so a dog did this. Yeah, not just any dog. Lindman, my dog. And I said, bro, you better have these floors back where they're supposed to be. You better get the wood back on the subfloor. I'm talking about the subfloor, the particle board underneath. It's like under the regular floor. Yeah. So I said, dude, you better get this back. So I walked out of the house. I said, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. I walked out of the house. I counted to 20. I turned around, opened the door. He had all the tiles all in the bathroom, everything back exactly where it was. What would you have done to him had you come back and they weren't the way you wanted them? I would have spanked his butt. Curse mm. word detected. Too many segments. I would have spanked his butt. Curse word too detected. many. I would have spanked him in the butt, yeah. In the butt, yeah. Let me get you spanked, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. <clears throat> Guys, is this real? A lot of people have been asking us that in one way or other this last week, and it's got me questioning it. I thought this was real. I thought what we were doing was real. But so many people have said, is this real to me? And not just in relation to the show, but just kind of in my life, too. Most of the people I'm running into, they look at me and they say, is this real? And I go... Me? Do you mean me? But they say this. They refer to me as a this. Is this real? And it's a fair question. So, Sam, I was going to see what you thought about this. Is this real? The comments are piling up. Is this real? Bro, is this real? Bro, is this real? And uh, we Bro have almost, really thought this was real. That's almost 7 million people have asked this question. And as if we didn't assume that it was, I think it's a fair assumption when you ask someone... The assumption is yes. The linky says if it's real, there's no way it's legal. Herb, herb of the earth. I'm not the attorney, so. Herb of the earth. But that's it. it I'll rest, I rest my case. Let's see that. Do you have swagger right now? Are you displaying swagger? Are you exhibiting swag? Dana, is this real? Can we? Did you run that poll? Mm-hmm. Of course you did. That's a, what a good chat mod does. It runs it, it runs the poll without even asking. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the what's the deal? Is it real or not? Is the deal real? Let's move on. Yes. I went to the park the other day. It sounds like a riddle. Yeah. Why can't I reserve the park? This doesn't make any sense to me. Now, you call Piedmont Police? I went to the Piedmont Park. I didn't know they had a Piedmont Police, but I went to Piedmont Park and I, as I looked at it, I thought, why can't I reserve it? So that was just a quick question I wanted to ask. Uh, I assumed that you could, but it probably uh, you went down to Cherry Blossom Fest, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, those, I don't know if you can reserve those either, but I just wanted to know why they won't allow us to rent and reserve the public parks in my area. So I'll look it up. I, I'm sure you can. I'll help. I'll help you out. Okay, thanks. Well, I'm going to go back to sleep now, so.
Okay. All right, that's all I needed, just a quick one. So guys, we're gonna do another hour after this on the Paters Podcast. If you give us $5 a month, you can check us out for another hour where we go off the cuff style, enjoying a Romer's review of the week, of the Discord, of some of the fun we're having on Skellypedia, and of just some fun TikToks maybe I saw and some funny content and just chat. Shoot the shit! Call in if you're at the $10 level. We'll talk to you on the fucking phone. And you can chat with us and I'll read all your fucking chats and we'll have so much fun. And you go to our Patreon. The link is in the description. But before we do that, we're going to run the t-shirt poll every week. We take the graphics of the show and we put them on t-shirts. But we have to choose between two from the week. So whichever one is better, that's the one that will go in the shop. At the end of the year, we'll have 52 shirts. And then we'll do a head-to-head tournament on all of them to see what the best shirt of the week is. But while we're voting on the shirts, send in a super chat to have it read. Real Skelly Hater for $2 says literally how I feel watching this quote-unquote thing. Sleepy. So we had a good show tonight. This was so much fun, and we thank you all for joining us. Make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button, you dumbass. And vote in that poll, dumbass. Send in your super chats now. If you want them read now. Any last words now. Sam, what are you thinking for the shirt here? Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going back to sleep now, because that's something I do every night. And you know what I don't do is question reality. That's something that's a slippery slope to madness. I'm going to agree. I think I'm going back to sleep now would be good on a coffee mug. Mm. And I mean... A little ironic. Kind of, I'm having my coffee, but I'm going back to sleep now. Kind of like a crabby type thing. I'm if crabby reading, in the morning. If you're reading this, I'm going back to sleep now. But, you know what? Um, let's let's have a silent moment of silence so yeah. that when the end of the show comes, which is only minutes away, Doug, very short from here, yeah. we're going to play another oh never-released song recorded by the Doug and Dana duo, the, the, the fantastic musical duo. Uh, and it's it's going to be very exciting. This particular song is called Beeping My Horn. And this yes. is a song Dana and Doug recorded. And the talent is just extraordinary. And Thank I got to so hand much. it to you guys again. Thank you so much. And Sam has been uh, spearheading getting this out to audiences. We have an album planned for episode 50 with 10 classic Realmer tracks that you know you're going to love. And Sam's been helping us get that through all the legal process of getting that published online. And that's so helpful. But yeah, this is a song that we sat down and recorded kind of almost straight off the dome kind of style. Uh, just spitting, spitting uh, freestyling and just having fun, but kind of a little bit of writing involved too. And just kind of, this is something that I like to do uh, when I come to the studio, when I go out for groceries, when I do, I'm just going around town. It's something I do every day. And I thought some of the, some of the rap hip hop songs that I like to do, I like to talk about like real life kind of stuff. It's not like about fancy cars and stuff. And it's not even about being like from the streets. Cause I'm not, it's about real life. Maybe you can relate if you're just kind of a regular, normal kind of guy. Uh, so that's kind of what this song is kind of all about the ethos behind it. And I'm just so excited to share it with you guys. Has the poll run its course? Yes. Let's end that poll. What is the, res- what are the results chat mod? The results are. Is This Real Wins by 62%. Wow, Is This Real Wins, the upset. I was not expecting that. So Is This Real is going in the shop. You can go to our shop and find a number of other incredible pieces of merch. A great classic hoodie. We've got a new Skeleton Realm hat 
It's the same design, but it's a new ball cap that's much more high, higher quality. Yupong, uh, a Yupong Classic Low Profile it, Dad it's Hat. It's a Yupong Low Profile. It's a great hat. But before you get upset, if you're an owner of the old hat, guess what? The old hat now is never going to be sold again. So you own probably one of, I don't know, less less than 100. You own one of, of 50 hats. You know what I realized? That realize? are in existence. So, yeah, you might want to be selling that one on eBay later. <laughs> Doug, I realized. better. So get that one, too. <laughs> I, I, I realize I'm wearing the Yupong Classic Low Profile Dad Cap in both the Soldier video oh, that's and cool. American yeah. Bathroom Simulator. I'm wearing the a Yupong, which I've owned yeah. many of these for years. A this is the greatest Airport Bathroom hat. Simulator. What did I say? American. What? You said American Bathroom Simulator. What? That's just, which would be a great that. game. Let's Bullshit. Talk. Maybe the guys at Bing Bong would be able to do that one. Bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. Bullshit. Anyway, if you want to see someone modeling that hat, check out those videos Sam's wearing. It's a great hat. It's a great classic hat, and it's got the classic Skelly logo. I just ordered myself a green one. But anyway, go to the shop and check out some of the other goodies we've got. Yummy. Well, uh, shall, we, shall we play out? Danny, any last words? No. Forever hold your peace. All right, so we're going to play you out with this track by me. It's called... Beeping my horn. All right, let's hear. Uh, 